Hey guys, and welcome back to Culture Plus Kingdom and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I am your host, Tamira. Um, today I'll be interviewing Jasmine Crawford. Jasmine is the owner of Tranquil Essence, a virtual styling online website where you can get styled from being in the comfort of your own home. Um, before we get into the interview with Jasmine, I want to play a snippet of a sermon that Sarah Jakes Roberts did on her 2008, at her 2018 Women Evolve Conference. And the sermon is called Wild Woman. And she's talking about us being in the wilderness. And you can be in the wilderness in different aspects of your life and never know it. Versus it's your business, um, your marriage, your career. And this just stuck to me. Like I've been listening to the same sermon for like the past couple of days. And I feel like I'm still in the wilderness wilderness of my business. And I'll get more into that, into the interview. But I just want to play the snippet just so you guys can, it can put you in a mind frame of, the mind frame of what the wilderness is. And I'll also leave a link in the show notes to the YouTube so you guys can check it out for yourselves. are at your best when you are at the wilderness where God has created a place for you to thrive. A wilderness is an uncultivated, uninhabited, and inhospitable. It's corporate America. It's marriage when you've never seen it displayed for you before. It's entrepreneurship. It's an uncultivated, uninhabited. No one else has done it the way that you're going to do it, and that's why it's a wilderness. No one in the room looks like me, and that's how I know I'm in the wilderness. No one in my family thinks like me, but that's how I know I'm in the wilderness. It is an uncultivated, uninhabited, and inhospitable hospitable region that God set up for me to thrive. Hello guys and welcome back to Culture Plus Kingdom and Entrepreneurship Podcast. Um, this is our episode number five. Um, thank you guys for listening so far. Um, today I have a special guest with me. Um, we are interviewing Miss Jasmine Crawford. Um, she is a personal stylist and style coach. Jasmine is a graduate of the Art Institute of Philadelphia. Um, she has a degree in fashion design. After graduating, Jasmine interned at a boutique as a wardrobe consultant. After a year, she was hired full-time. Before working at the boutique, she never knew anything about wardrobe consulting or personal styling. All she knew was fashion merchandising and designing clothes. Working at the boutique sparked her interest in styling. Jasmine had the opportunity to work with an internationally known designer. She felt she was really connected to the industry then. She was able to gain hands-on experience working in the industry versus learning in design school. In May 2018, she launched her business as a virtual stylist. Styling men and women online from the comfort of their own home. Jasmine still collaborates with local businesses and styles locals who live in the DMV area. So Jasmine, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just like had a kind of like a relaxing day, you know, just kind of like chilled out, watched some TV. But other than that, it was a breezy day for me. Oh, lucky you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, so what has your journey... Okay, so let's just get into how we met. Actually, if you... Because I was just thinking about that today. I was... Right, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, 
Okay, so I do remember we met on an app, and I know the app was for yeah. like creatives. Right. And, I don't um, remember the name of it. Me neither. And I was wondering, <laughs> that's so crazy because I was like, man, I hope she can remember. I think it was like, was it Sharper or Sharp? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, not. something like that. If I look it up in my email, I could figure it out. But yeah, that's how we started. That's how we met. That's now good friends <laughs> yeah and the thing is we it's crazy because we you know we kept in contact we always tried to work together but you know things came up until when you know you were the stylist for my fashion show so yeah. you know it's always good to build relationships and you know keep in contact with people because you never know when you guys can you know collab and work together so that's awesome right yeah, yeah. so so let's just get into your journey um, as a personal stylist and style coach. What has your journey been like so far? Um, so, so far, I guess it's just like any other person's start out into entrepreneurship. Um, so like you mentioned before, I went to school for fashion design and then I started working as a wardrobe consultant. So while I was working as a wardrobe consultant, majority of the people that we worked with were you know women that were going to galas and functions of that sort but then there were also women that came into our store that were you know they just lost weight or they just had a baby and they're dealing with this new body of theirs and they're just like well I don't know you know they were just very like discouraged by their new body and they're just like I don't know how to dress my body type I don't know what looks nice on me so I was like okay it it seems like that's an issue that's like a known issue for women Mm -hmm. so then I was like okay well maybe I can do this myself and you know I started getting the experience while working at that boutique working with women ages 40 and up and Mm -hmm. doing different things with them and then I also liked it because I learned the business side of the fashion industry rather than just designing clothes and how to create patterns and put clothes together right okay so so, yeah oh I'm sorry what were you gonna say oh no I you can go ahead okay all right, so take us back because you started as a design student. You know, that's where you graduated from. That's what you your ultimate, you know, um, right. degree was in. So take us back. What made you switch from, you know, creating the product to wanting to work with an already finished product and just creating a whole look for a person? So after graduating from college, so the area is not really like fashion design savvy. Mm-hmm. So it's not really um, a, a big area that has a lot of opportunity for fashion designers. Right. So, you know, the DMV area is more so like if you were to get into like, you know, retail, retail management and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I was never really interested in being like, you know, in corporate for like, you know, Nordstrom or nothing like that. So I just left that part of it alone. Mm -hmm. But um, once I started, I research a lot. So once I started working as a wardrobe consultant and really seeing like the opportunity 
that you could have as a wardrobe consultant and as a personal stylist, mm. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I can do this. It seemed a little more easier for me to be, to do, to work as a personal stylist rather than a fashion designer mm-hmm. um, because I can do, I can make my own kind of schedule right. pretty much. Right. So I don't have to really worry about like oh man like let me make sure I sew this dress up real quick and make sure I have it to her by this time like I don't have to have that worry Mm -hmm. and also like I'm sure you know but to get your clothing produced manufactured like that's a lot of money yeah yes definitely here I am you know fresh out of college I really don't have that much money to have my line produced Mm -hmm. so I just thought of it as a way as okay well I can do personal styling Mm -hmm. I can save up my money and then you know if I do want to still go that route Mm -hmm. then I can still I can you know at that point look into getting my clothing produced and manufactured right but um, yeah so that's kind of like how I look at it now and um then also I had a a child so as a new mom my main focus is like okay let me take care of my child but right. I never wanted to lose my passion right. for you know design and fashion and things like that so I also took it into mind it's like okay well I can do personal styling mm-hmm. on these certain days and still be able to spend time with my son and you know, I just ran with it. Right, right. And and I get it because also with being a creative, it's like sometimes we have to pivot. You know, we have to and, and it and all the time pivoting doesn't mean losing your passion. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean changing. It's just like, you know, you have to pivot around things that work for you. Like now you're a mom, you know, so you basically had to make a sacrifice, you know, right. like you said. And it's like you still get to work in that creative setting, you know, just mm-hmm. not designing but it's still in fashion and you know it still feeds probably still feeds your purpose so right. you know at the end of the day it's like you're still doing what you love and that's you know that's all that really matters exactly yeah and you said right. um just doing your bio i see that you said that you were never really you never really knew anything about styling and personal consulting so right yeah you know how people say sometimes like with um style is always in you do you believe that you can um you can kind of inherit style or you can be taught style or do you think that it's it has to be within you have to be born with it per se I think it's just like as far as like something that comes naturally right like I feel like when people think about style or just like fashion in general like I feel like they overthink it sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's just it's it's not as serious as people makes it make it seem you know Mm -hmm. it's pretty much like how you feel in your clothing what you think about fashion just because you know I have this on you may wear you know, you may style it a different way. Right. But as far as, like, not knowing about, like, personal styling, I never knew what that was. I, like I say, you know, all I knew was fashion design and working in a retail store. Now, 
at the time, like, I've always went shopping with, like, my friends and my mm-hmm. cousins. And they were like, oh, Jasmine, come shop with me. Mm-hmm. Come help me pick out some stuff. And I never knew that there was a name for what I was doing. Right, right. Until I was like, oh, like, I've been doing this the whole time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing. Like, And that's, so. and that's funny because that's the, but like, a lot of us that's, like, you know, that that's, that's, um, hairstyle trendy you know fashion forward it's like you'll have your friends cling to you or you'll have or you'll be that like that person in the family that if they going somewhere they want to ask you or you know they want to make sure this look right so they might ask you and it's like this one like you said it has been going around forever but we like you know now starting to get like a name to it and i think you know that's what like for instance for me like i never really knew what like a stylist i've always been into fashion and i've always looked at editorial stylists people that you know work with magazines because i've always wanted to um work at a publication so i've always had like little editorial stylists that i admired and you know wanted to to kind of mimic their career but i think for me like knowing about what like a personal stylist was is when i seen rachel zoe and I used to watch that show all the time. I don't know if yeah. you remember her, right? Yeah. Yeah. I used to watch her show all the time. Me too, girl. And it's like, that's where I first envisioned, oh, okay. So this is somebody that dressed celebrities and, you know, has her own clients and can cultivate her own business. Like, that's pretty cool. And then right. that's, you know, so, yeah. Speaking of stylish, what are some of your your favorite stylists in the industry right now? I like Alori, Alori Swank. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Her style is really dope. Mm-hmm. I really like honestly, I don't really like like she's like the main one okay. that I follow mm-hmm. and like you know, like follow her story of how she got started to mm-hmm. where she is now. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like I still like geared towards like my designers like like my designs like I like Anna Sui and okay. Mew Mew and yeah. you know Mark Jacobs mm-hmm. and I I love Chanel like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chanel is like my favorite designer. Okay. And, and but, speaking of like speaking of designers and speaking of designers that we love like um, you know how now it's, it's 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 like an industry, or I'll say in a black culture, um, it's almost kind of like a tugging war, for, you know, per se. It's like because you have the African American designers, you know, or I would I would just say like um, um, you know, uh, and then you have the the um the French designers, Italian designers, and it's like right. the African American designers are struggling because a lot of times we don't get the support from our own people, you know, people yeah, exactly. that look like us. So, um, how do you feel about that? By you being being a designer, you know, you still you you don't design anymore, but you were a designer, and you know, you mm-hmm. probably thought about you know coming out with a line before you decided to pivot and switch, you know, right. um. Was that ever, like, kind of, like, a thing in your mind, thinking, like, if I come out with a line? Being as though, you know, the DMV is so hard to kind of get your brand out there. Um, right. Say if you did live in another city, like, L.A. Or, or, you know, New York or whatever. Have you ever thought of being in that position where it's, like, a struggle for you to probably try to, you know, 
establish yourself in a sea of other people that looks like you or you won't get accepted you know because people that look like you won't want to support you if that makes sense so at first I just was like you know I had that mindset like I'm gonna have a clothing line I'm gonna do this Mm -hmm. it's gonna be popping Mm -hmm. and people are gonna like my clothes (laughs) and then when I once I start wearing my own clothes my Mm -hmm. own designs Mm -hmm. and I was like okay like I I made my shirt somebody's gonna be like oh girl your shirt is cute Mm -hmm. and every time I would like I like try to keep a note in my mind Mm -hmm. and would I get one compliment on my shirt and I was like dang like and I kind of felt like like, like nobody liked my shirt. Like I spent so much time on this shirt and mm-hmm. it's fly, like it's different. Right. And then that's when I realized that, you know, you just gotta work harder. And even now with like social media mm-hmm. and all these different, you know, brands that kind of have similar looks, mm-hmm. it's just like, you gotta push harder and get yourself out there more. So, you know, I didn't let it discourage me. I still, you know, rock my little designs and walk with confidence. Right. And if I got a compliment, cool. If not, I was just like, okay, I'm going to still keep working at it and, be, you know, get into my creative set and try to do something different. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like a fighting game to try to get yourself out there and network right. with different people and just to be seen period even now I kind of struggle with that as a stylist you know there's so many different people out here trying to be in the industry as a stylist as Mm -hmm. a virtual stylist Mm -hmm. you know celebrity stylist so you're just like competing with all these different kind of people to be seen and be known and you just gotta figure out a way to catch their attention right right and and I will say, I will say the stylist game it is. I did it for many years. I started off in two thousand and eight, and I think I stopped probably like I don't know maybe two thousand fifteen something. And I still kind of did it here and there, but between like two thousand eight and I think two thousand either thirteen or fourteen, maybe fifteen, I was going at it hard and then I just kind of stopped because it's 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 hard you know because you know everyone it depends on what you want and at that time I wanted a a magazine I wanted to get a publication and and it was like I was doing all this you know spending all this time and energy and I will say money because when you first start being a stylist you know you don't have your and you know like even though you know we we're doing two different styling but um when I was doing it with editorial it's like you basically use a lot of your own resources you know, right. I bought a lot of clothes. I, you know, tried to connect with different designers, but it was like, and you did a lot of things for free. Oh my goodness. And so it's yeah. kind of like, you know, you, you burn yourself out. So it's like, I, I do agree with you. I think that is definitely a hard, it's, it's a hard thing to get into, but if you love it, you know, and that's your passion, you'll, like you said, just find different ways to make yourself seen right yeah so with your business oh yeah so what okay because I, I didn't want to pronounce it wrong so what is the name of your business i didn't want to say the, so wrong the name, name of my business is tranquil essence okay 
and I went on your website, so I was just like, you know, browsing around. And so, you know, you do like virtual styling. So tell me, tell us, how does that look? Like, how can you do virtual styling from your home? Like, so virtual styling, um, so pretty much I came across it like, you ever heard of Stitch Fix? I think so. They, they oh yeah, they like send you. It's I think like you can the, make yeah, it. like the box subscription. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So maybe like a few years ago, I'm at work scrolling and I'm like, oh okay, Stitch Fix. Like, what is this? And I like checked it out. I even, you know, subscribed for a little minute, mm-hmm. and then I started seeing more um, businesses doing things similar to mm-hmm. that. So I was like, oh okay, like this is cool. This is different. And once I start researching about it more and I start seeing more businesses doing it, I felt like it was becoming a rise in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I um, took a course online with this school called QC Academy mm-hmm. and they offer like a style course. Mm-hmm. So I, um, got into that and I had to do an assignment so one of the assignments were to research stylists in your area and see what they offer and see like what they don't have and what they do have okay so most of the stylists in the area pretty much all had the same kind of services but they didn't offer virtual styling services mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, that's what's going to set me out, set me apart from these other stylists in my area because they're not doing this. So, you know, after that, I figured I found this one platform called Arthur. They Mm. recently um, closed their doors, but pretty much like what it was was a platform where you could create a mood board for your client Mm. and pretty much you know you would put together the outfit and then you would send the client the link and then that's how they would purchase or if they decided to purchase you would just send them that link Mm -hmm. but you know as time went on and I've dug into it a little bit more now my process is a little more different I have like a questionnaire that I put my clients through before our um, consultation. Then, you know, we just discuss what they're looking for. If they're looking for a change in their style, if they're going, you know, for like an event Mm -hmm. or if they're traveling, whatever their concerns may be as far as their style is or if they're, you know, not too comfortable with their body, we go over all of that. Okay. And then what I do for them is I'll pick out, depending on what service they're getting, I'll pick out a certain amount of outfits, T-shirts, jeans, skirts, dresses, what have you. I'll send them the pictures. I'll send them the links to purchase those items. Mm -hmm. And I also provide kind of like a guide, pretty much telling them like, okay, this is how you can wear this. And this is how you should wear it. You can put these kind of accessories with it. Mm-hmm. And then also give like another alter, like, you know, like 
Uh, so yeah. for example, like if it's if it's a blouse, mm-hmm. I'll say, hey, you can wear this blouse with these jeans, but you can also wear a nice skirt with some heels to switch it up mm-hmm. to make it a little more dressy or to dress it down to make it a little more casual. So I'll give them those options. Okay. And so, you know how, like, a lot of people right now with people trying to save money, you know, trying to be health con, um, trying to be, um, what is it, eco-friendly, you know, and they're uh-huh. trying to, re, you know, uh, reuse products or, you know, um, re- I'm sorry, recycle as far as, like, their outfits and clothes. So, what right. are some tips for people that, per se, you know, don't want to go out and purchase, like, a whole new wardrobe, but they want you to come over and figure out how can they still use the things that they already have, you know, um, and still be trendy and caring. Right. So I, if, you know, if they were local, of course, mm-hmm. I would go to their house and I would do a closet detox. Okay. So we will go through their entire closet. We'll go through things that they wear and that they don't wear or never worn. Mm-hmm. Then we'll discuss, you know, what things are in season now where things are not in season, and I will walk them through the process of elimination mm-hmm. as far as, oh, you haven't worn this in a year? Okay, let's get rid of it. But not only are you just getting rid of the things, I'll also give suggestions as how you can, you know, sell those items and get money from it. So it's just not like you're just giving oh. it away, throwing it away. So I also give that option as well. That's and a good then idea. the same thing, give them tips. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your current this is your current wardrobe now after we've went through your whole closet. This is how you can wear this. You mm-hmm. can wear these shoes with that. You can mix and match. Get your accessories going. Organize your closet so you can see exactly what it is that you're looking for. Because as women, or maybe my, I go through it myself, I wake up every morning like, okay, what am I going to do today? <laughs> right, like, right, I right. literally like stare at my closet mm-hmm. and be like, okay, what do I feel like wearing? And just make your process a little easier for you instead of having to just like sit there mm-hmm. and be like, oh my God, like right. I have to leave in 20 minutes. I still don't know what I'm going to wear. So you can actually see your clothes and see what options you have. Mm-hmm. So... I'll also organize their closet for them as well. So when people think of a personal stylist, they think of, you know, oh, wow, that's expensive. You know, like I probably can't afford that. Right. Only celebrities, rich people can afford it. So what are your thoughts and how can you work with any budget? Like, do you work with any budget? Okay, so as far as my thoughts, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like you say, like you just automatically think like, oh, you, you know, you're expensive. You, you're not, I'm not going to be able to afford you, but it's not like that. Mm-hmm. My job is to help you. Right. So whatever budget that you have, it could be $50. Mm-hmm. I will find the outfit, a wardrobe or whatever to work within your budget. Okay. I'm not denying anybody that wants to say their budget is $50. I'll still work with somebody that says their budget is a thousand dollars, but I'll be able to work within your budget and know where to go to find those items for you. Mm-hmm. 
And I just, I feel like people, you know, they're just stuck in that mindset where they just feel like if they get a personal stylist that they're going to have to spend a lot of money or that they think they're going to just pick out flashy clothes. Mm. Like I read in an article, an article about personal stylists and they were saying how like, you know, a lot of people get the impression that personal stylists are just after their money. Hmm. As far as like the personal stylist that they has in the big department stores. Oh, okay. Um, they're like, oh, you know, they're just they're just you know trying to push whatever on you just so they can get their commission, just so they can get their money. Mm-hmm. But it's not like that for me, at least. Right. You know, I'm my. I really want to help you. You know, define your personal style. I want to help you expand your wardrobe. Hello? Yes, hello. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I want to, you know, help you be able to shop the clothing that you currently have right. in your closet. Right. If you're, not, if you're not really necessarily ready to go shopping at the time. You know, it's, mm-hmm. not, all, it's not about that for me. I'm, my main goal is to help men and women feel confident in themselves and look good. And I believe that, yeah, I definitely believe that in you, um, with you. And I will say that um, a lot of people do feel like that, you know, with, like, department stores, um, stylists and stuff. Yeah, because a lot of times, like you said, they're working off commission. So, you know, right. sometimes they, they just want to get that commission to make their check bigger. And it's sad, but, you know, that's kind of like the industry. Right, exactly. Yeah, so you are a quick thinker, creative, and these are two traits that stylists need to have when they want to transition into being an editorial stylist. Um, have you ever thought about freelancing or working for a publication? I have thought about it, actually. I have. Mm. But I never really, like, researched it or, like, really thought about, like, how to get into it. But I, it has been a thought. <laughs> and I think you will be great. I think you will be grateful just because of how I've seen, you know, when you style, you know, for the for the fashion show, like I was off, you know, getting the makeup done. I came back, everybody was dressed. You know, you worked it out. You added assessments. You did everything. So it was like, I think that you would be great doing that. You know, I guess you would just hit, probably have to find time, you know, to build a portfolio. And it's mm-hmm. so many agencies right now that's, you know, looking for stylists, you know, that they want to represent. For instance, the biggest agency in L area is T.H.E. Um, and that's the, yeah, it's actually in DC. It's called the artist agency. And, um, okay, yeah, I heard them. Yeah. And they represent stylists, you know, wardrobe stylists, um, prop stylists, manicurists, like every photographer's makeup artist, you know, everybody that's in like the creative room, they, you know, represent them. So it's like, you know, it's always a thought if you ever wanted to, you know, submit your work, you know, to try to get jobs and they help you get jobs for like publications and things like that you can always try them yeah i'm definitely looked them up yeah Yeah. so um a lot of entrepreneurs are doing things um to generate multiple streams of income um do you you know like doing like affiliate programs or um you know trying to get sponsorships with different businesses 
Um, do you think that that's a good idea? You know, if you're trying to create your own brand, but still working with different brands, do you think, you know, that's a good thing for an entrepreneur? Um, I guess it depends on like who you are. Okay. So I, I do have, I am affiliate, affiliated, excuse me, Mm -hmm. with a few different brands and like the way I think about it, like it's cool to me, like it's cool, but I feel like you have to have a lot of patience because if you're just new starting out as an affiliate Mm -hmm. with a brand Mm -hmm. it takes a while for you to get that commission from them okay and um i'm not i'm not gonna lie i'm not patient (laughs) so (laughs) so i mean i like i said i guess it just depends on who you are and like Mm -hmm. how you're able to market their content and things like that to be able to get that commission from them but that's all i'm gonna say about that right but all in all you're not against it you like hey if you find a program that works for you go for it as long as you got that paycheck Right. right yeah okay all right so um for the listeners who want to be a personal stylist um or a style coach give us three things that they can do to become, you know, three things that they can, uh, you know, start off to try to start off to become a style coach or personal stylist. Um, I would say one, do your research. Okay. So, because as we discussed earlier in our conversation, there are several different kinds of stylists, mm-hmm. and you want to know the difference between, you know, each of them to really decide which one you want to get into so i would say get do your research okay um have have a good support system because i feel like having a good support system for me has helped me along my journey Mm -hmm. and definitely has helped me stay encouraged right and um put my dream out there Mm -hmm. and putting my business out there and changing my mindset and things like that so if you have a good support system or that one person that always got your back, like, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, and the last thing. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, let's say, all right, let's say, let, let's, let's tag team this one. So I would okay. say, um, basically know your customer or try to know your customer try to know who who you're targeting because everybody don't need a personal style and everybody don't need a style coach so that all comes into number one when you said do your research because if you want to be right so we would say try to find your group of people right right yeah know your customer most definitely right right so um your mom we we, you know we talked about that how old how old is your and you have a son right Yes, I do. Okay, how old is he? He just turned three. Okay. Oh, so cute. So how yeah. do you practice work-life balance? Like, you know, with being an entrepreneur, being a mom of a toddler, like, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Look. Like, listen, I'm a lot of long days. <laughs> um, 
Um, cause I also work full time. Oh, okay. So I work full time. Um, I have a lot of. So when I have downtime mm-hmm. at my job, mm-hmm. I use that time to jot down ideas. Um, whatever I research, I have a notebook. I have actually three notebooks, and I just write down ideas, what I want to do next. How I want, like, you know, ideas for content. Mm-hmm. I'll just write while I'm at work. Okay. Then, once I get home, <laughs> my time is committed to him. So, I try to spend as much time with him. Once he goes to sleep, I get on my laptop and I, whatever I wrote down that day, I try to get that done right. before I go to sleep at the, at the end of the day. So that's good because you still have a schedule. Like you, like you just wrote, you just listed like what you do, and that's basically a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you working it out. Trust and believe. Some people, you know, all over the place, they don't have a schedule, and and that's is it. And you just listed a whole, you know, how you break it down in a day, and and still manage to make it happen. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so this morning I was watching, I was rewatching actually, Sir Jakes Roberts' Woman Evolved Conference from last year. Um, okay. The sermon was called Wild Woman. She was talking about being in your wilderness season. And this kind of like, it's crazy because it kind of resonated with me so much because I was just thinking like the last couple of days, like I'm still in my wilderness season. Like, when am I going to get out of this season? And being in the and being in the wilderness season, she explained it as being in the birthing season or whatever God has called you to be. Um, I feel like I'm still in my wilderness season because it's like I'm in the struggle of some aspects of my business, but thriving in other aspects of my business. Right. Right. So, have you ever been in the wilderness season in your business? Yes, I was. Yeah, I have. You have. And mm-hmm. um, how did you get out of it? Or if you're still in it, like, like, what are some ways that, you know, you, you can um, say to people, you know, that's in the struggle? Like, what are, what are some things that you did to kind of change that struggling outlook for you? So I talk to my mom a lot. She's, she's one of my good support people mm-hmm. so I'm just like mom like I'm like really in this funk like I don't know what to do like I don't feel like doing anything anymore right. like I just don't know like I'm trying all these different things mm-hmm. and it's just not working Right. so she's like well Jasmine like this is something that you want to do right like mm-hmm. this is something that you love right mm-hmm. and I'm just like yeah I do you know I've you know, this has been my passion <laughs> since I was little. Right. So she's like, okay, well, you know, what are you going to do? Because she, you know, she's not really into fashion or anything like that. So she's like, well, because um, at the time I was working with a coach, with an entrepreneur coach. And I'm like, well, my coach says, you know, these are some things that you can do mm-hmm. to you know, get your business out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was telling her, like, I be consistent on social media. So she's like, well, have you been consistent? And I'm just like, well, not really. Mm-hmm. And so we just had this whole little conversation. And after that, I just kind of sat down 
and I thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? You're just overthinking it, Jasmine. Like, you're thinking it, about it too much. Just post and you'll be all right. So right. next day I posted something and in my mind I was like, I don't care if nobody likes it or not. Mm-hmm. I feel comfortable about it. I feel confident about it. Mm-hmm. If nobody likes it, fine. If they do, that's, you know, a next step closer to what I'm trying to do. Right. And I posted my content the next day and I got like 15 likes. And I was like, woo! Like, <laughs> like okay. <laughs> that's a start. Yeah. And, um, I was also blogging. So I felt kind of down about that too because my numbers were dropping. And I'm like, nobody's reading my blog. Like, but I said, I'm going to write another blog. Mm-hmm. And my numbers went up. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, to get out of your funk, just remember, like, why you started your business or right. what motivated you to start your business mm-hmm. and begin your journey of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because it gets hard. Right. It does. And, it does. You know, as we both know, like, these things don't happen overnight. Like, you're not going to have millions of customers or clients right overnight it's gonna take time and by being on this journey I'm now at a point where I'm okay with that and that's and that's good that's wonderful and it's all about like you know changing your mindset and right you know this podcast is basically a business and spiritual based podcast so a lot you know I've you know, put my faith into a lot of things because that's what gets me through the hurdles, you know, because I, I know I can't do a lot of things in my own strength. So, um, you know, with that being said, do you think that faith and business should coincide together that a lot of times you need both to work out? Yes. So, I don't know. I I pray. So, right. every morning I get up and I pray. Mm-hmm. I pray, you know, for the day. Right. I I pray over my business. Right. And just, you know, I just ask God to continue to give me the knowledge that he's instilled in me to do what I want to do with my business. Mm-hmm. And um, I also say affirmations. Oh. So I say my affirmations as well. Okay. This is like a routine for me on my way to work. I get in the car, I turn the radio off, I say my prayer. Mm-hmm. And it takes me about 25 minutes to get to work. So right. the whole time I'm in my car until I get to work, I'm praying and I'm saying my affirmations to set my day off and make sure I'm in a good mood and a good mindset. Mm-hmm. And I just leave the rest up to him. Right. Because... You know, mm-hmm. none of this is possible without him. And I feel like, you know, that's a part, you know, praying and right. having faith right. is a part of my journey mm-hmm. of entrepreneurship and in my business. So, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So think question. That's why we get into okay. the last question. So, okay. you know, the podcast is called Culture Kingdom. Um, and entrepreneurship. So, I'm gonna give you three words, 
And I want you to say either a phrase or word that comes to mind when I give you this word. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. So the first word is culture. Culture. The society that we live in. Okay. Kingdom. Kingdom. Mm. You said the first thing that comes to mind, right? Yep. Any, whatever comes to your mind. <laughs> family. That's what's just sticking to me is family. Okay. And entrepreneurship. Hard work. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. So I'm just going to read our message because I have a message for the week. So the message for the week is um, following someone else's course is not a guarantee to success in what God has called you to do. You are not graced for someone else's path. You are graced for your own path. And... I truly believe that. And I think that's a good way to end the podcast. So yeah. thank yeah. So thank you so much, Jasmine, for um being a part of the show. And please tell everyone where we can follow you and also any projects that you have coming up. Okay. So you all can follow me on all sh- social media platforms at Tranquil Essence Clothing. That's T R A N Q U I L essence e-s-s-e-n-c-e clothing on all social media platforms and as far as projects um the only project that i'm currently working on at the moment well i guess i mean i guess you could call it a project sort of one of my good one of my cousins is getting married in the fall Mm -hmm. so i'm helping him with his whole tuxedo and that whole look and his reception look as well so i'm excited about that and all the pictures to come oh wow that's gonna be fun yeah so it's exciting but other than that i don't have any other big projects coming up no time soon okay well hey just tell people you know if they're looking for if I'll tell them, if y'all looking for a personal stylist or a style coach, um, hit up Jasmine at all her social media handles. Also, what's your email in case we want to email you? My email address is tranquilessenceclothing at gmail.com. And you can also send me DMs. I'll be sure to answer any questions you have, concerns, ideas. If you want to collab, hit me up. Right. So slide in them DMs. We approve, right? Just no, yes. nasty, just just no nasty stuff, you know. Only business. Right. No. <laughs> you will get blocked. <laughs> okay, with the quickness. <laughs> so, all right, guys, thanks for listening to Culture Plus Kingdom and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'll talk to you guys next week.